And welcome back to another episode of the Dude from Los Angeles podcast. Today, not even in my studio, in your studio, man. Yes, sir. I got Mad Max here to, to, to talk about music, uh, talk about Boyle Heights, and really talk about how hungry he is at the moment. Yes, you know, man. Like, starving, man. I mean, starving. starving for work, but also I could use a meal. Fuck, yeah, all I had yeah. today was a peanut butter and banana sandwich, man. Is that, do you, do you put banana, that's a freaking great question, man. Some people put banana, I'm strictly a no banana dude. Okay, Like okay. for peanut butter, it just, I don't know, it doesn't work for me, my lady does it. I feel it. You yeah, know what, dude? It's a split household because it's, of it. Uh, I'm not traditionally peanut butter and banana, but when I'm at a jelly, dude. Oh, fuck, yeah. man. I need okay. to get something. I can't, I can't just do all peanut butter, then I'll feel like a fucking dog if you give right. a dog peanut butter. If you ever seen that, just... Yeah, you know, yeah. can't get that shit off my gums. Yeah, it's terrible, yeah. dude. You got to dip it in some milk, exactly. and then you're out of milk at that point. Oh, so dude. you got to just and I don't drink OJ. milk. I'm not you a don't? milk guy. I'm not oh, a milk guy. Dude, then what do you got to do? Find some water. You know? <laughs> you know, something, dude. There's always alternatives out there, man. For right now, bananas until I get some more jelly. Oh, for real, for real, for real. We'll get you some Smuckers, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that expensive. Well, so, dude, I, I've I've been listening to you guys like since for you know for a while now. For a while now, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I always bring you guys up um, in the conversation with anybody talking about music and talking about hip hop in in LA, and I've always equated you guys as uh, taking the reins, not waiting for anybody to give you anything. The best examples today. I mean, Friday's on first. I I saw the DJ table being set up. Yeah, man. What what's this? What's the spirit, man? That freaking led to you guys just doing it on your own. Um. I think a lot of it really uh, just falls back onto we've already basically have gone through waiting, not necessarily waiting, but, uh, you know, uh, trying to get to a point where it's like, okay, maybe we'll get some help. Maybe we'll get some help. And, you know, we've got a, we've received a tremendous amount of help this whole journey, this whole uh, musical journey. But at the same time, um, I know Mascal has felt this way, and I felt the same way where it's like, if it's going to get done, might as well just do it ourselves. And, and when we do it ourselves, too, that means like we uh, are the ones who are dictating how soon or how long things are going to take. So, you know, it just got to a point where I think um, waiting was just no longer an option, man. Yeah. And uh, I was like, fuck it, dude. If, if anyone's going to do it, we can do it. And yeah. It's been crazy, man. This year, especially 2019, I feel like we're really seeing um, a lot of like the, the manifestation of all the work that's gone into East of the River and what actually East of the River has become. Because now I was just talking with the, fuck, I forgot who I was even talking to, or oh, the homie Johnny yesterday. And it's like, damn, now we have um, showcases, like weekly showcases in East LA, like I know we've been having hip hop shows in Boyle Heights, uh -huh. um, which is still technically East LA, but now we're actually getting more into the heart of East Los. Uh, there's a venue, it's called the Penthouse. The Penthouse. The Penthouse. So it's right there, like on Atlantic and Telegraph. That's right. Uh -huh. um, and they have fucking banda there, like I think on the weekends, but they're, you know, they're trying to fill all their dates. So I think it's like Sundays and Tuesdays and Thursdays or something. Now they're having hip hop. Oh, shit. So it's like, dude, we got hip hop shows in our own backyard now in East L.A. You know, it's not like no longer do we have to go to, to the West Side, to K-Town, to Long mm -hmm. Beach, 
you know, or just outside of our home to go find hip hop shows or be a part of hip hop shows. You know what I mean? And definitely, it's 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 just a big culmination from okay, let's create a movement, let's do something small, which. You know, the first goal was like, okay, East of the River, make a group. We made a group. It became a movement. The movement became an umbrella. Now it's just, it's it's its own entity, man. You know, Definitely. it's 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 crazy, dude. But it's beautiful to see. I'm glad that you know I ain't got to travel too far now just to go rock some shows and shit. For real, man. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the traffic for those that don't that that aren't from LA, the traffic. I mean, on the 10 freeway. After four, man, it's it's just might as well just stay wherever you're at. Exactly, you know, wait till nine thirty or something like that. Unless you, you got know the show. streets, you got, and even then, sometimes yeah. right. Like Washington used to be like the way you get around, yeah. and now it's like it's nope. horrific. Uh, you got the rail line there, so whatever. But I, I, all those shows, I'm sure, couldn't have happened without like work. I, I always tell people because I get hit up by like people that that rap, mm-hmm. but. And I'll say rap because I don't know what, you know, it's like, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like yeah, I, yeah. maybe you do it and you just put it up and it's on SoundCloud and that's <laughs> it. But, like, you guys are real heads that fucking practice, man. Like, you guys are, I mean, Fridays on First are the equivalent of that, right? It's like a boxer going to spar. Yeah. And you guys prepare here. And then I'll see you guys at a fucking show somewhere, like you said, in East L.A. or whatever. Do you guys, do you feel like that's the difference between like you guys and other people yeah definitely i mean that um that goes hand in hand with just the early shows we used to throw at the boulevard which the is boulevard, right here on yeah. whittier across yeah, the street yeah. from johnny shrimp boat if anybody's familiar with the bull heights area yeah. um so that was like a dojo for us that's where we got a lot of our training really a lot of our um you know just just our first uh, experiences with packing out shows, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And getting that under the belt really, I think, helped with the confidence level for everybody in the crew, uh, yeah. for myself for sure. And, I mean, com- coming out of that and doing just shows outside of, like, uh, East L.A. or Boyle Heights um, or even going out of state or out of the country, it just feels a lot easier to do. And then, yeah, like you said, we have Fridays on First, which is basically we have DJ Drastic set up right outside the studio on First Street, on Fridays um, for a couple hours, and yeah, we, we go over tracks. Sometimes we just freestyle. Yep. Sometimes, you know, we just have some fun with it, man. But um, yeah, dude, the, the training and the, the, the constant, like, keeping ourselves sharp, it definitely makes a difference, man. Because now it's like at any moment, if you hand me a mic and you tell me I need you to go perform in front of X amount of people, I'll do that shit with no problem, man. Like, I won't even... You know, I think younger me would have, like, even though I was practicing or what yeah. have you, I still might have been like, oh, shit, I got to go rock, like, right now. Oh, fuck. Like, yeah. you know, like a little bit, like, I guess, doubt in my mind. Definitely. But it's it's not there anymore, man. It's just so second nature. Just And it feels good, bro. Like, living on stage for as long as we have, it's like, if we ain't this good, then what the fuck have we been doing, man? <laughs> That's true, man. That's true, because I'll look at where you guys are at. You guys are performing here, there, everywhere um, in just like a week span, right? I mean, That's I think the dope. last time I was in this in the studio, you know, Mescal has had a freaking calendar, and it was just like, you know, this show, this show, this show. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy fuck, that's, that's scary, right? Yeah. That's scary. For most people that, like, plan out just one show, right. they're like, dude, I got a show this Saturday, and it's like make it or break it. Right, you know, for you guys, it's like we're we're we already got the show down. It's it's happening outside. The last time I was here for Fridays on First, mm-hmm. I think the kids were getting out of school. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah. You guys they're walking were, by. They're walking by. And 
you guys did not not break a fucking beat. Like it was just usual. Like this is going on. Yeah. You know, you see some nods and stuff. You see some cars passing by, but it's like if you could do that, you could you could deal with the crowd, you know, you could deal with like, you know, people buying drinks, you could yeah. deal with everything. Yeah, just dealing with the strangers, you know what I mean? It's like every place we go, there's going to be strangers. I mean, uh-huh. sometimes, yeah, we'll see some uh, familiar faces, but okay. for the most part, it's like when we go out and perform, it's just people we've Shit. never met before, maybe you've heard of us but never seen us live. Yeah. So I think that um, really goes into like what what we as a unit want to put out. You know, I know myself every time I, I go perform, no matter where it's at, I try and give everything that I have because just for that simple fact it's like I never I never know who's there who maybe has been listening to my music like oh yeah I've been following Mad Max on Spotify or you know I've seen his music videos but I've never seen him live and you know that I say that because as a fan of hip-hop as well I know that um there have been a few times that like you know I lagged it on seeing some artists live and when I finally like got the opportunity, I don't want to say names, man. Oh, okay. I, really, I, I don't okay. want to put anybody oh, yeah. out there or nothing like that. But I just no, want to no. say it like, well, you know, like just artists maybe I lagged on seeing live. And when I finally got the chance, oh. and maybe it was just later in their career, what have yeah. you, um, I felt like I didn't get the best of them. Oh, definitely. You know definitely. what I mean? I, I don't necessarily ever want that to be the case when, when I perform, regardless if it's 10, 20, 30 years down the road. Like I want whoever's first time seeing me to, to be like, oh, hell yeah, this is why I was a fan, or this is why I'm a fan, or this is why yep. I've been tapped in or tuned in, or at least not even necessarily following every move that I've made, but, you know, I want there to be that reason fulfilled, like, oh, yeah, mm. that's why I fuck with this dude. Definitely. You know? Definitely, Live performance for me, it's, it's really big. Like, I enjoy that so much. Yeah, I mean, I could, I mean, I'll say it. I saw Lauren Hill, man, in concert, and it was... If she was late, you know. Are you talking yeah. about Rock the Bells or Pay Dues, one of those? Uh, probably one of those, yeah. It happened. I'm Three hours years. fucking late, you know, and it's just, and you hear, yeah, man, like, that's just not even the same fucking person. I felt like they just got a random, you know, girl from backstage. It's like, you you kind of look like Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Christy. Fuck it. You're yeah. Lauren right now. And it's, it sounded just so bad. And, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that they still put her on bills and stuff. But um, I get you. I mean, nobody wants to be you know, that Lauren Hill, that, that person that you're just like, dude, I've been, I want to hear her sing because you remember what she sounded like. Right, but right. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. But that's, that's clearly not what people get, right, when they go see you. Man, that's, I mean, like I said, I hope not because I try not to put no, that no, out. No, I try no, to no. make sure that I'm coming hard regardless if I'm sick, if I'm coming off a of sickness, yeah. if my throat's a little fucked up, if fuck, maybe I drank too much the night before, whatever right. it is, I try to forget it all and just make sure that, the best of me is left on that stage. What What's it like for the people that have never heard you? Like when you walk into those rooms where, I mean, you guys went to fucking Europe. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Whoa, bro. Like, um, uh-huh. Like, well, you that, that was the first that was the first trip you guys did to Rotter, Rotterdam. Yeah, last year. Okay, twenty eighteen. You know, dip your toes into yeah. the, into the continent. But uh-huh. then you guys were in fucking France and and chilling, like legitly chilling, right yeah. in Spain. Yeah. What's it like to be with with the whole crew in another country? That was probably one of the the best experiences I think I've ever got to be a part of, man. Because it's just one of those things where you literally, visually, 
can spot us out. If you're fucking somewhere in the world and we happen to be there, like, we're just moving so big as a unit, 15 heads. Like, you just, you can spot us. Like, dude, who the fuck, who was that big group walking by? And I know what's happened. I mean, dude, we live in L.A., so there's a lot of tourists out here. Come on. Sometimes you see a big group of tourists and you're just like, dude, look at that big ass group. Yeah. I feel like that's how we were for most of the time in Europe, man, was because we're just rolling so deep. It's like people were probably just like, who the fuck it's are like they Chinese east tourists. of the river? What's going on? Like, you know? You need, like, somebody with a little flag and shit ahead to be like, you know, we're going this way. <laughs> that kind of a deal. Like, directing us. Uh, All right, we need to stop traffic, guys. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, dude, yeah, it was, it was amazing, bro. Like, just being able to be in a foreign land uh-huh. with people that aren't foreign to you, you know? Like, right. we got to share some new experiences um, for those of us that uh, were returning, like, back to, to Rotterdam and Amsterdam. Yeah. It felt dope to be like, okay, y'all, y'all weren't here last year? Come check this out. We're going to show you what we did. We're going to show you what we got introduced to. And, you know, it's kind of like just keeping that legacy going on, you know what I mean? That experience, um, just keeping it alive, you know what I mean? And next year, I'm sure we'll probably have some more heads come with us, and it'll be the same kind of thing. If we go to Paris, they're going to be like, look, dude, this is what we did. We got to go here. I'm sure you want to do some shit, but hold up. We're going to go here because this was dope, or we're going to fucking hit this venue because they they show mad love. And, I mean, all all places that we hit um, and got to perform at in Europe, like, they showed so much gratitude, you know what I mean? And and I think that's one major difference – from here in the states to to going abroad is the, the way that people show their appreciation cuz out here yeah yeah we appreciate music of course but i think it's just like being so close to so much i mean having artists around all the time rappers or whatever fucking movie directors having that yeah. it's kind of become i guess like we become desensitized to it but it also adds into us just kind of like not necessarily having to show the appreciation. Right. Even though you might have a lot of appreciation for an artist. Be like, that fool's dope. But all I'm going to do is bob my head right here. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're at a live show and, you, and, and there's like a really dope artist, you might be there. But it's like, hell yeah, maybe hand up a couple times, yeah, bob yeah. your head. But yeah, you're not going yeah. too crazy. But total opposite as far as like um, Europe, man. Like people will show you their excitement. They're, they're not afraid to, to just to be loud, to, oh, to scream out your name or whatever it is. You know, approach you after the show. Yo, dude, your stuff was really dope. Where could I find your music? You know uh-huh. what I mean? It's, it's like they just have a totally, totally higher um, or just, I, I guess, yeah, just, just a, a better way of expressing their appreciation. You know that's what I mean? A, do you think that's a Europe thing versus an L.A. thing? Um, or because I'm, I'm thinking that, well, you guys have done shows outside of, outside of L.A. Yeah, well. Do you, do you face, like, do you hit different people? I think, yeah, definitely. Like, I've been able to perform in Utah, in yeah, Washington, Utah. in uh, Oregon. And What are the people like out there? It kind of, you know, it's kind of similar to, really? to going abroad in the sense oh, okay. that I guess people, maybe they just don't have it as much as we do. They don't have the glitz and, and the glamour and rappers everywhere yeah. and, you know, everybody yeah. on the street corner selling a mixtape. You I know freaking, what I mean? Oh, you, aside from that, I ran into fucking Harrison Ford at, at a freaking market, you know? What? Yes. And, and, See? And, and, then, and then I ran into him a few times after that at the same wow. market. And I guess that's his routine, but... 
what, what am I going to say to Harrison Ford, right? Like, hey, hey Indiana good work. Jones, bro. Hey, like, good yeah, work, man. nothing to say. <laughs> What's up, Miss Scott? No, definitely, man. It's And uh, you know what? I think that's one of the... Um, but like, do you, it, it, people hold back. Yeah, and it's, huh. it's, it's iconic out here because that's just what happens in L.A., dude. You can bumping at somebody like Harrison Ford yeah. on a random day. But, you know, as we've grown as a city, as, like, we become more popular, like I said, I think maybe become more desensitized. It's like we maybe, um, we don't necessarily forget, but it's just not as big of a thing if we see somebody. Like, you know what you're saying? Like, you, see, you saw Harrison Ford, it's like, dude, super dope. But then at the same time, it's like, eh, well, you know, he's kind of, it's, it's oh, L.A. No, I was excited, bro. The first, the second time, the third time, I was like, oh, it's fucking okay, yeah, Ford. Okay, so yeah, three yeah, times, yeah. three so, times. Yeah, 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 I get you, I get you. I get you. No, maybe I'm jaded, you know, but over there, they don't get that. They're excited to see, right. to see people. Shit. Yeah, man, and I mean, you know, I guess that's understandable, especially, like I said, somewhere like Utah or even like Washington, Seattle specifically, like it rains a lot or, you yeah. know, the, the weather... Yeah. It's just different. So, like, yeah. even just us coming with our sunny LA kind of vibe, just yeah, it yeah. hits different. Tanned up, you know, Tanned like, oh, up. Shit, you got pigment. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, why am I wearing sunglasses again? Shit. I'm in Seattle. Oh yeah, I thought I was in LA. That's right. That's right. It's <laughs> cloudy, dude. Yeah, I get it, man. There's you, one thing I always notice or I always tell people about that with is um, like Chris Rock's special when he first did it in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Like that. I forgot. I don't know if it was bigger, blacker, but it was one of the earlier ones. But mm-hmm. you see, oh, and it was when it was, he was in Washington D.C. But the element was black people. Uh-huh. Black people were in the in, in the seats, laughing crazy, man. Like it, and it, and it made it, it made it better. Mm-hmm. It made it better. And then you see, like, you see, like, as the specials go on, maybe you see a few more, you know, white people hanging yeah. out. But it kind of, it kind of, you know, muted. It wasn't as wild. It wasn't yeah. as like, I don't know. It just wasn't the same. I, I, then I thought, you know, maybe it's not like a freaking culture thing, but it might just be a generational thing. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like True. People back then just didn't have phones. So you were going out and going wild and. Attention spans were a little bit longer. Uh-huh. <laughs> they yeah, actually, yeah. you know, could sit at a comedy show and, and be attentive. And be attentive. You know, instead of maybe like fucking every 20, 30 minutes out and be like, oh, let me check my phone real quick. Real quick. Okay, back to the show. It's good, <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, man. That, maybe it's that. But for the most part, you guys are still you guys are still pu- pulling freaking groups in different parts of the city. Overseas, that's hilarious. That's yeah. freaking insane. One thing that, when you say East L.A., man, when you say East L.A., do you feel like it's hard to get people to know or follow hip-hop out here in East L.A.? Oh, you're damn right it is, really? man. You're damn right it is. And, I mean, that's it's been going on for, fuck, what, since, I, I don't know if necessarily the inception of hip-hop, but, I mean, it's just the the facts of life. You know what I mean? Um, hip-hop is predominantly an African-American. It's a part of their culture. Um, I feel like yes, Latinos were were sprinkled in. We were we were there too. Yeah, we got baby bash. We got baby bash. We had big pun. You got big. I pun. forgot there was like, dude. See, I fucking feel like an asshole. But there was a group too, um, as well. Like from New York, I think they might have been like Puerto Ricans. Okay. Um, they had they had some shine too, you know. But I think uh, being Latino and trying to do hip hop, man, you're, you're gonna get overlooked um, mm-hmm. if you ain't doing the fucking cholo rap. You know, yeah. even to this day, it still exists. Chicano rap, that's what yeah. they call it. Um, 
it's just it's just how it is, man. And I think that has a lot to do with the way the market works, the way that the industry perceives Latinos even still. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not that how they perceive us. It's could also be they don't even know how to represent us. Right. You know, like we we can do that, and that's what we've been doing. And I say we, uh, being east of the river, you know, we've been showing like, yo, dude. We're some Latino hip-hop kids who didn't fucking gangbang. And, you know, we're into lyrics. We're into dope beats. This is what it looks like. We look like some normal some normal kids. You know what I mean? We ain't fucking bald-headed. We ain't tatted right. up. Right. And, um, yeah. This area it, it, produces more than what you think. If, yeah, you know, exactly, dude. But now I think, you know, we're, we're getting to that landmark of like, okay, we're reaching a milestone to for East L.A. to actually be significantly recognized like no no yeah the east la no no they got hip-hop yeah yeah no they got chicano rap but no no they got hip-hop too like don't get it twisted you know what i mean and the more we keep chipping away establishing the movement um the more we keep just opening venues in east la you know what i mean for hip-hop the more i think that uh it'll be concrete and something that maybe won't be overlooked as much Definitely, man. I, I've always equated it to, like, what Little Brother did to, like, rally North Carolina. Right. You know, you guys are doing to, to East L.A., you know, like, when, when I freaking, and I, and I always kind of semi-drop this, but, like, you know, nuggets, but I won't ever show anybody. You okay. know, but there's, like, maybe you're, maybe not a mixtape out there that I did back in, like, 2012. Okay. It's all good. Okay. It disappeared. It's okay. all good. Okay. But I've been in the hip-hop for a maybe while. Maybe it's on Dad Piff. Who knows? Maybe it's on, maybe it's on Bandcamp. <laughs> you got to pay a dollar to get it. <laughs> But, and I don't even know where the money goes, so don't pay a dollar. <laughs> Fuck that. It'll be on the website for free. Dudefromla.com. But, um, like, there was nothing back in the day. You Like, you got, there was a place called Corazón del Pueblo that did, like, open mic on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. But nobody was doing, like, the what you guys are doing, mm-hmm. for real. On the scale, you guys are doing it. And every now and then, yeah, you'd get, like, some dude that, that kind of looked like Little Rob. And, and he yeah. would, you know, not hating on them because they're they're definitely doing it and yeah. people are listening and people are buying it so yeah. there's a market for it i think it's mainly my cousins from vegas that moved out there that <laughs> buy that shit because they still call it cali they're like oh yeah we're gonna go to cali this weekend i'm like it's like bro yeah. 2018 you, you could say la you know you're you just gonna come LA. to la you're, say california bro <laughs> it's okay it's okay califa califas bro. They, all that shit you know like there was a thing on vice that it was like japanese cholos right yeah the culture is yeah everywhere. see that's why like you're saying it's like not to discredit any of the mm-hmm. uh like the chicano rapper any of it because look at how big it's it's inspiring people across the world i mean they down to the to the fucking chucks they love that yeah, shit dude. chucks yeah fucking dickies yeah. Fucking uh, tube socks. They love that shit right. out there. The people who make tube socks have to go, have to look at their map of their sales and have to go, why Tokyo, Japan? They're like, fuck you know? it. Yeah. Ship them. <laughs> yeah, get rid of the socks. Get rid of the socks. <laughs> go for it. But, yeah, you guys are definitely responsible, man, for, for making that change. I wanted to ask you on that same vein of East L.A. and people are used to a certain way. Uh-huh. I was having this conversation with somebody else. They said I was well-spoken. I'm not well-spoken, you know? But they said I sounded different. Because I speak Spanish, but, you know, yo hablo español, pero también se oye diferente, ¿no? But even then, like, they were like, why don't you have, like, the foo, you know? And I was like, I, I did have the foo. Like, yeah. it comes out when I get drunk. Yeah. The foo comes out. Don't don't trip. Hey, but we all got the foo in the us. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it, it's not like I'm trying to keep it back. It just, I don't even know, like, the cage opens. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But 
you guys, you guys all kind of adopted it. Does it come, it, your style, does that just kind of bleed into regular life? Yeah, I think so. And you know what? I feel like me personally has a lot to do with being like a third generation. You know what okay. I mean? And I feel like if you're that first, second generation, you probably do have that, uh, I guess we'll just say foo in you or whatever it is, you know, like I guess that people are used to. Right. And w- which would make somebody say you're well-spoken, which, right. you know, it's like a backhand compliment. Like, so it's a strange conversation. Like, what? what do you yeah. mean I, I'm well-spoken? Like, oh the, we're in fucking America. I mean, dude, I went to school. Yeah, I, yeah, we all went to the same school, bro. You know, so uh-huh. it's like, I understand that. Like, it's it's pretty crazy. And you know what's fucked up, dude? Just, just to add a little fucking fun fact, it's yeah. actually fucked up fact. I don't speak Spanish. Oh, no. I don't oh, know Spanish, shit. man. I know... Muy poquito. Ah, that's, I can order some food. That's about it. That, dude, that's all you need. <laughs> that's all you really need. But you know, that, that also goes back to like a, a, a fucked up caveat, you know, in, in Latino culture that mm-hmm. if you don't speak Spanish, you, you're kind of out the club a little, right? Right, right. No, exactly. And it's a little rude. Yeah, no, it is. And I mean, I feel like it's um, maybe not on the same page, but definitely similar to like someone like maybe like, like Logic, who's, oh, yeah. you know... He's black and white, but he looks white. Fuck. You know? Yeah. And that, that happens. But in the sense, like you're saying, it's like you're Mexican, but you don't know Spanish. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like, fuck, where do I fit in? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're trying to find, like, that balance. And I think for me, hip-hop was that balance. You know what I mean? Really? There was no judgment. It was just, like, me being me. At times, the fool would come out. But, yeah. I mean, for the most part, just from my experiences, what I've learned, the way I saw people talk, the people that I look up to, the way that they presented themselves, I just kind of inherited that, uh-huh. you know. And and now we just, like you said, we just we talk the way we talk, man. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Who did you look up to, man? Growing up with with music and stuff like that. Oh man, with music, um, it was always my gramps because like since I was a kid, a baby, this this dude had tons of records, yeah. um, you know. So he'd be playing vinyls of all just. A, huge selection of music it wasn't just one type he had fucking all types of genres so since i was a baby i was always just had music around would be listening to it so he was one uh person that i really look up to because um he was just like he, he loved listening to music he really liked dancing a lot so he'd always like throw on a record and get my grandma and be like oh come on yeah. let's dance or we'd be out at a restaurant or something you know it'd be like a Chili's or maybe like a song here come on be like <laughs> he hey can, can we dance can we dance it's like oh, I, mean, I love those people I mean you man. could but come on yeah, yeah. well <laughs> come on what are you gonna do listen to a record and not dance to it like exactly. they, they are the ultimate honesty that we need in this world man yeah that ultimate European that's getting hyped at a fucking hip hop yes concert. that's what you need man <laughs> oh fuck you, you're weird because you're not dancing at this chili yes man. exactly hit the, sal- hit the salad bar and get the salsa <laughs> on dude that's the move that's the move for real that's facts dude yeah those people are here to remind us that you yeah man without him it. I mean I don't know maybe I still would be into music but um as much as I am I don't know um I, I credit a lot of like my interest of music to him and then another person who like I did look up to as well um, I, I still do is my older brother um he's older by seven years so um he was born in 85 
So this, you know, he he kind of had it a little bit better than me in a sense of like going through the golden age of hip hop, being young, because he was only fuck, I think t- like ten years old, getting to listen to all the dope shit in the nineties, and I was barely born in ninety two. So oh, I mean, I got to play catch up because of LimeWire, fucking downloading spree. Oh my god, yep. it was crazy, bro. That's I spent hours. I think I crashed at least two computers easily. Yeah, easily. man, but. Yeah. I expanded my hip hop knowledge with that shit because, oh, like, shit. from finding one artist, I would there would be a feature of another artist, and be like, hey, "This was pretty dope." And I'd look his catalog up, and so on and so forth, till I just compiled a huge library. You know what I mean? But um, my brother was the one who kind of turned me on to like underground hip hop. Because okay. prior to to him, or I guess prior to his uh, influence, like I was just like mainstream. Because yeah, dude, I was born in '92, so oh, okay. dude. 10 years old in 2002 and the 2000 wave come on man this shit was this shit was crazy it was the beginning (laughs) stages of what hip hop fucking came to be now you know I feel I mean now I feel like what were you listening to in in 2002 oh my god dude Lil Jon Yin Yang Twins fucking Dub C oh yeah uh, West Side Connection um, still great though now now when you look back at it, you can you can say that that shit was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a couple of them. Really I mean, like, Yin Yang Twins, I don't yeah, know, man. Yeah, I mean, maybe if I'm turning up and you, we get on some reminiscent shit, we're yeah. feeling nostalgic. I, I don't think, know. I think that's what it is. You know? But, um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm really grateful that he um, put me on unintentionally, actually. It's because, huh. uh, since, like I said, you know, the LimeWire days, the, the, the downloading days, he was doing that already prior to me even having any knowledge of okay. downloading music. So he was burning CDs and stuff like that. So we shared a room. And um, one day I just decided to pop in one of his fucking burn CDs, see what the hell it was. And, it, dude, it ended up being a Benefit. Oh, Benefit. Benefit, dude. dude oh, and oh my God. blew my mind. I was like in fifth, sixth grade. And it just, that moment, literally that moment when I heard the beat, I didn't even hear the song yet. The beat came on. I was like, whoa. Yeah. It shifted my entire perspective of what rap slash hip-hop is supposed to sound like. Yeah. And from then, started my journey, man. I mean, really? I didn't start writing music or anything, but I started becoming a really, really big hip-hop fan. Underground hip-hop, of course. Uh, specifically, you know. Yeah. So from Benefit, dude, it just it went everywhere. Atmosphere, Jedi Mind Tricks, <laughs> Ill Bill, Vinny Paz, fucking Heavy Metal Souls of Mischief, fucking... Classics. Dude, just almost, I feel like, Anyone you could think of at that time, and like from the '90s, 2000s era of underground rap, that was doing it, like and that was bro, some of I the best years, fan. right? Yeah, man, because that was like the, like the the big wave of like indie rap. Oh. We're doing it ourselves yeah. and putting it out there. Yeah, you know, it sounds like somebody I know, man. <laughs> sounds like somebody I'm fucking talking somebody to. I think I know too, yeah. man. Shit. I mean, but I I started I think with I the, skipped the lime wire. I just came right to the fucking casa, you know. Dude, I, I started with MySpace. Actually, it was my first like initial yeah. wave of putting music out publicly. Really? Yeah, man. So it's that long ago that you guys have been, that you've been making music. Myself, MySpace? yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure Mescal, same thing, because it's been about about ten years this year um, that I've been. Releasing music publicly, really? and yeah, the first the first time for me was MySpace. And when I found out that you could even do that, like upload your own music, I fucking lost it, dude. That I told it. my friend that I was rapping with at the time. Yeah. We went by Verbal Villains. It was me and him, a duo. And I told him I figured I'm like, dude, dude, we about to blow up. We gonna conquer the world, bro. We got We could put our music on MySpace, That's how dude. How it fucking feels? Why not? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, we didn't we didn't conquer the world, but. 
I definitely conquered some fears. Yeah. Uh, you know, got past, uh, I guess, feeling judgments from others, you know, judgment of myself, you know, the insecurities that come with um, releasing your music publicly, man. I mean, because at first for me, it was a lot of like, uh, a lot of, uh, like, it just helped me. It was a lot of release when I was writing. So, you know, Initially, when I started writing verses, I, I didn't ever really think like, oh, I'm going to write this and put this out. Like, no, it was me going through frustrations. Right. It was me going through fucking my little high school bullshit, you know, right. that we all go through. when We think high school was, is the world. And that's what I was putting down. So after getting past that, yeah, it's, it, just kept, it just kept growing, man. It kept getting more real, you know, kept meeting more people. Um, eventually met Mezcal, and I feel like when that was... When did you guys meet, man? Twenty third. Okay. 2013. Maybe, yeah, I want to say 2013. So it's been about six years that uh, we've known each other. But um, he was he was, he was was a huge catalyst for, for me, man, just because when I met him um, and what he was doing at the time when I met him, mm-hmm. it was just a huge inspiration. Like, wow, I thought I was doing some shit with the homie. I mean, we kind of are, but nah, look at what this fool's doing. Yeah. And, and the tenacity and the drive that Mezcal had still does you know it's just yeah dude it it really really um helped me form new ideas and it helped me to look at myself in a different light like mm-hmm. old max verbal villains okay you think you're the dopest and it was a new light like mad max you're not the dopest but we can work at it man Gosh. you know what i mean yeah definitely and um dude yeah so from 2013 to now it's been a hell of a fucking journey Now we're back. All right, cool. Fuck, I'm so glad I checked. <laughs> it could have been like 34 minutes into like another freaking second half of this podcast. Oh. It would have been like, oh, hey, guess what? We've just been enjoying the AC. <laughs> Wonderful. Just been having a good conversation. And, and that's not bad. That's not bad. That's kind of the whole point of this anyways, yes, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys have built up to what you guys are today. I was going to ask you, what's your, what's your process now? If, if anger was like, you know letting out emotions mm-hmm. in high school and stuff, the early days. Mm-hmm. What's it like now that, how do you write, man? What's, what's your process? Man, um, now I feel like uh, it's just, just about getting in the studio, really. really? You know, because as I've gotten older, um, my responsibilities. Hey, you're not that old, but yeah, yeah. But you've gotten older, yeah. Since I started, since, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. since I've uh, started, uh, I've grown and, and so have my responsibilities. Right. So, you know, um, as much time as I used to have, I don't have now. So, you know, I got to really be, uh, I just got to be on it when, when it's time to go to the lab. But, I mean, thankfully now, yeah, it's just about going to the studio um, and putting on some music, man, and, and, and just vibing. It's, yeah. it's, it's actually that easy now. Before, I think I used to be a lot more complicated. I would overthink things, uh-huh. you know. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just so it, it flows so naturally now. It, it's really not that complicated anymore. Just go to the studio. If there's somebody in the lab, I'm gonna work with them. We get the vibe right. You know, probably yeah. smoke up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll just get to writing, man. Just maybe pass ideas back and forth. Sometimes it's as simple as like I write a 16, or the other person writes like a hook, and it's like, oh, that's where we're going. Cool. That's the jump off. Then let's let's just get into it. You know? Huh. I mean, it it sounds like it. I mean, but it sounds. 
fuck, maybe I was asking because it sounds fucking technical. I mean, you know, m- maybe all the years of doing it yeah. actually led for it to be, to seem easy, but, you know. Right. You probably have to go through those years. This place does have a feeling of, like, legit creativity, though. I'm glad. I'm glad the color uh, got added in because this room yeah. used to be completely white. And, no way. I mean, I feel like it just... Yeah, huh. I don't know. It what them, man? Yeah, when it's all white like that. No, yeah. this blues, this blues, nice. But it was, yeah, I was here. You know, and they were playing some fucking music, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, this is you. You can't help but think of things, you know, yeah. while you're listening to them. And okay, damn, dude, I thought you woke up like at six in the morning or something. You know, started writing down some stuff. You know, nah, some, man. I mean, with some I, tea and a cigarette. You Lord, know? Lord willing, um, you know, in a couple more years, that's that's what's happening. Because, like I said, it's just my responsibilities have grown. I got to take yeah. care of bills, just like everybody yeah. else. So, I mean, as much as I would love for fucking rhymes and music to be the first thing I think of in the morning, it's not always the case, you know. Yeah. Some days I got to wake up like, how the fuck am I going to get dinner tonight? Other times it's like, all right, cool. Hell yeah, studio session today. I'm going to be going in. You know what I mean? Right. So it's give and take, man. You know, I just I just try and try and find that balance. Do, do those studio days make up for the days where you're like, you know, I can't find anything to eat? Yeah, dude, every time. I mean, because it's like you come here and... and, and you make a song, and especially when it's genuine and, and you were feeling it yeah. that day or whatever it is. Because, you know, sometimes, I'm not going to lie, like, I've gone to a studio session and, and for whatever reason, it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Or whatever I wrote, maybe I was kind of like, ah, ah, that's not my best. Okay. But, you know, other times when it, when it is there, everything's aligned, the vibe is right. You know, it completely makes up for it. A hundred percent, man. Because yeah. it's like you create something that is real. Like it started as an idea within the mind that wasn't tangible, that you couldn't listen to other than in your own head. But now it's put down, recorded on a computer that anybody in the fucking world can listen to. It's true, man. It's true. I fuck. I listen to it when I'm on the fucking treadmill now. This whole week, you yeah. know. I was like, hell yeah. And if you know, it makes you move faster. You know. Yeah, man. The so, frequencies. Then, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. I mean, but I'm sure you're not going in there and just thinking, all right, let's make some fucking, let's make some fatos run. You know. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but it, but once it goes in there, it's just like, oh, it goes out into the world and people experience it in their, their own ways. I'm sure that's why people have those goofy looks at concerts. They're like. Hey, that's a guy. You yeah. know? Do you get that, man? Do you get people looking at you like, um, like they know you and stuff? I think uh, a few times, you know, a couple times. Some uh, shows. It's it's been happening a little bit more than it used to, um, but it, it's cool. You know, I enjoy that. Like, hey, that's Mad Max. I'll just what up? Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. I know. I know. Yeah, I appreciate you hitting me up. Like, I'm glad uh, our schedules aligned, man. I know yeah, how it is, dude. Well, they they dropped that meeting on me next week. You know, and it was and it was weird because you know usually they're in the morning, but now they're fucking from one to five in Anaheim. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, it's a little it's... rude, but yeah, I usually don't even talk about the work on this thing. Hey, you know? fuck work. I hate it. Well, yeah, work is all right. <laughs> I can't even complain. It's real easy, dude. Like, it's nah, like, I feel it, man. Yeah, I but that it, took dude. a while. It also took a while to get to like a kind of manageable work. Like, if you would have talked to me two years ago, I would have been like, I want to quit now, and my back hurt. You know, like I'd, I'd I'd ask my lady to walk on my back like a Chinese woman. You know, Damn, like a, getting it in. Yeah, dude, it was bad though. It was like it was work, work, and now it's like, you know, I have beers at, on on Wednesdays. You know, like I 
I have, there's a drink named after me yes. at a bar that I won't yes. say where because it's, it's my office on Thursday, you know? <laughs> they're like, oh, the special? Gotcha. All right. Can you at least say the city? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's downtown LA. Downtown. Yeah, yeah. All right. There, so, you can you know, catch me. I might, uh, you know, just pop up one day. Oh, dude, show up, man. I got, yeah, I got drinks for free. All Don't, right. maybe, I, maybe I shouldn't see that. But yeah. Hey, they weren't free, but, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've invested some time into this. Got some man. time. They know. They know my name. You know. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. But yeah, you don't get there without going through a certain journey. I think I had this conversation, you know, maybe a year ago, talking to Mescal. Um, I, I don't want to keep bringing him up, right? I mean, this is the fucking Mad Max special no, super good, show, man. you know. No. <laughs> I was just trying to make them stand alone, you know, so they could people could listen and, and get a feel for you. Yeah, guys yeah. Get a feel for everybody because I think you guys are uniquely your own. And still within the umbrella, it's right, right, fucking perfect. But he was saying, like, what do you like? Yeah, hey, what do you want to do with this podcast, right? But then mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I think the journey really is the whole point of it, man. Being able to hang out and talk to you is is a big point of it. I got to talk to Tumex, man. Like, fucking, yeah. I mean, you guys That's know him, tight. like, fucking. You guys know him by like his, you know, probably call him Alex and shit, you know. But always the like. I still call him two max. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I, I do I know him. Went, yeah, yeah. But I went. I went to his house, hung out, and it was to me. It was like, dude, you were the, you were just the playlist of like, yeah, man. You know, my my whole high school career. So it's like, and I would say he, him with OMD were probably like the oh. first stages of what we're doing now. Yeah, you know, just really bringing Hispanic hip hop that isn't Chicano rap to the table. Yeah. Fucking Mexicans with bars. That's what he was bringing, man. Shit. He was, I mean, you couldn't argue with what he was doing. Killing And it was, and and he was Mexican. Like, he was, he had a fucking group called the Mexican Descent. The Mexican Descent, yeah. So it's like, but there was, but it was, it was Mexican, but it was also very L.A. Yes. You know, and I think that's kind of the, the vein that I find, you know, myself, yourself, definitely, right? I mean. Yeah, man, and but it's, it's, I feel like when you think of L.A., you kind of think of Mexican, like, not entirely, but it's it's one big chunk. Like, think of L.A., like, Mexicans, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah they're in there. Yeah. Yep. And now we're just adding another little tag on this, like, Mexican hip-hop. Hip-hop, dude, <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's nothing like what you would imagine. And right. That's a great, that's a great point. Yeah, because if you have, if you have room for banda, you, you got room for freaking... Mexican hip hop, you know like, what I'm saying, dude? Yeah, one two tracks slipped one, two, in. Slip. Yeah, yeah. You know? When they're not looking, they may, they reach for that bucanas, and then you sneak in. You know, <laughs> take it from the DJ, bro. I don't know. That's my idea. Uh, yeah, I think it'll work. I think it'll work. <laughs> I think it'll work. Now, I don't want to drag it on too much, man. I'm sure you're a busy dude and stuff like that. Um, where do you? What's what's coming up next? What's coming up next for you? Uh, next, working on the solo stuff. Oh, um, well, you just had something with, you guys created a, a super group, <laughs> the third person group, yeah. you know? So, um, basically, myself uh, with fellow MC Don't Sleep and producer Rockham, we came together, us three, and we formed a group named Third Person. Mm-hmm. So, we just dropped an album um, in May. It's called Rare Stones Volume 1. You could check it out, Spotify, YouTube, all the streaming platforms. So, um, I was really, really uh, enveloped with that the past year and a half. Um, just trying to push it, just trying to get it um, in people's faces, just trying to have people attach the name with m- my name and Don't Sleep and Rock'em as well. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, a, a lot got invested in that. I'm, I'm really proud of that project. I'm really proud of the group. Mm. Um, Rock'em and Don't Sleep, some of the most fucking talented fools I've, I've had the chance to work with, man. Shouts out to them. Um, but now I'm just recalibrating, uh, shifting the focus back onto myself, Mad Max, uh-huh. and just working on my solo stuff. Um, I got a lot of things in the work with the homie Spec, who is a really dope producer. Okay. He's out here in L.A. And um, shit, we've had several tracks lined up for a while, so now we're just like finalizing stuff. And um, probably drop some singles, and then you know we'll probably get around to an EP. But outside of that, I'm, I'm focusing on, on the next album for myself. Okay. Um, putting that out, because I haven't put out a solo project for, fuck, going on going on three we're at two years two and a half years just about so we're going on in three years the last uh solo album i dropped images was back in 2017 february Mm -hmm. which dude one of my favorite projects man generation y man yeah you can find that on yeah you can can find that that too shouts out mighty much for the video youtube spotify everything man um yeah that project really um that project was uh it, it captured a transition stage I was going through and I feel this next album uh, when it's done and ready it's going to be another transition stage into my final um, I don't want to say final form but it's it's going to be a transition stage into my sound if that makes sense it, it makes total sense I, that was one thing I was going to and I almost would have kicked myself in the ass if I didn't ask you when did you figure out your style because you you have a fucking everybody has a style but you definitely have a style when did you figure that out and just go this is it because you 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 were making fun of it earlier like oh i heard a breath in 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 a little bit yeah but i was like one thing that's hilarious is that you you figured out a style that you make the pauses with breaths kind of hide yeah and it, it but it's it's you know, it's not like you're fucking, you know? Right, right, right. it sounds right. great, dude. When did you figure that shit out? That, it, did it just happen? I think it was uh, around the Images era, um, a little bit before that, when, you know, I really just started noticing that I was leaning uh, towards a certain style of beat, which then, you know, interpreted into my, my, my flow. Um, so that's why I'm saying, like, if you go back into another album I dropped produced by Pro Beats called uh, The Interim. It's a different style from what I'm doing with images, but I feel it's like you can hear me molding myself into my own sound. And that's why I'm saying I think with this next album, um, it's going to be the transition into my like official, like, okay, that's my sound. Like I was actually just having a conversation with Kiddo about this where... This next one is going to be where I find my sound. And the following project is going to be where everybody else is like, that's his sound. Yeah. Because of yeah. the previous project. You understand what I'm right, saying? Right, it's, right. it's like, okay. You can pick it out of a lineup. Right. Oh, yep. So I drop the next project. It's like, okay, that's my sound. The following project, everybody's going to be like, it's the same. That's his sound. That's yeah. his sound. Yeah. You know, he solidified it. Or, or I've solidified it. You know what I mean? And. It's it's been a fucking journey, man. Cause I've I've tried, you know, I've tried different things, different styles of beats, different ways of rapping, which mm-hmm. like I feel like I, I I could do, but what I feel more comfortable with is 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 what I'm doing now, and you know, I don't want to deviate too far away, cause I always love experimenting. It's, experimenting's fun, man. Yeah. Like 
trying out something I've never done before just to see what happens. See what happens. Yeah, but um, I'm I'm really excited. That that that's what's coming up next is uh, solo singles, solo EP, and then the the solo album 2020. Man, holy shit! Yeah, I'm just, I'm just I'm glad that you're that you thought about it too, because I you know I'm sure every MC thinks about it, but like for real. That was one of the things where I was listening to. I was like, "This this dude is uniquely him." Like, if it was if it if it was a shadow, you know, it's a very specific shadow. Yeah. Like you know that that's 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 style. Yeah, definitely, yeah. man. I'm I'm really excited though. It, it it always feels good to you know um, work collaboratively, mm. but at the same time, um, it's very well needed to work on oneself entirely you know what i mean yeah. to to give yourself a hundred percent of yourself like it's a beautiful thing man that's that's why I'm, I'm really excited to finally just get back in that mode where i'm just focused on me like my my sound my music you know what i mean uh-huh. yeah definitely i mean don't go don't start writing now Fuck shit. i thought you like maybe you were waking up in the middle of the night with like rhymes and shit you're like i gotta write this down now or something you know i'm sure that happens every now and then it does it does oh yeah. it's crazy the shower is actually where i get a lot of those oh, and like i don't know maybe because it's just like i'm just there showering the water sitting in my head and I get a lot of ideas in the shower, man. I don't know if it's the cleansing process or what the fuck it is, man. But Damn. a lot of times, dude, I like, hop out the shower. I'm like, oh, fuck, I write this down. <laughs> gotta, fuck, type this shit on my phone real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you write it like on the freaking, uh, you know, on the on the mirror and stuff. Yeah, with, like, it's the all fogged up. <laughs> Perfect. This is good. Yeah, that's a good move. That's a good move. Well, dude, I'm glad, man. Um, where can people find your music? You know, we'll we'll go and we'll just hit, you know, we'll make you get some food and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, fucking uh, everywhere, man. YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, iTunes, M A D M A C K S, Mad Max, Instagram, Twitter, all the same shit. Spelling M A D M A C K S. Um, shit, dig, 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 and you will find. You can find some shit. I think uh, Bandcamp, probably even SoundCloud. Oh, I tried fucking with SoundCloud MySpace, a while ago, dude. but. <laughs> Yeah, shit, if you look up Verbal Villains, you might find it on fucking MySpace, man. God damn it. Wow, the internet's a crazy thing. It's yeah, beautiful, man. but god damn it. Yes, right. it'll, un- it'll unearth some wild things. Oh, well, hey, wonderful, man. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on, man. Thank Appreciate you for you uh, coming on the Dude From LA podcast, uh, dudefromla.com. Peace. Bye. Yeah.